A very warm welcome to the Change Conversations podcast, where we help individuals to reignite the spark to look at their lives and careers with a different lens. Our interactions interrogate different individuals of all backgrounds who seek to be equipped for change in their careers and personal goals. I am your host, Mbumengu Betaga, and I look forward to bringing you impactful change conversations. So I've got Umpo, and I have to tell a story how I met Umpo. Um, I literally met Umpo like virtually um, a few weeks ago, but only saw her like last night. Um, So Umpo was one of the winners um, of the My Career Dream Channel that Amanda Dambuza was giving away. And uh, people had to then submit uh, why they wanted to get the journal. And I'm the creator and the author of the journal. And on top of that, I had then said to, we agreed with Amanda that I was then going to do a career group coaching session as part of the giveaway package. So last night we had the group coaching sessions and there were seven ladies in there. And Paul was one of the winners that were part of that group coaching session. And then I discovered that Umpo was a zoologist. She will tell us the story. And I was like, I need to talk to you. Like, you need to school us. Like, you know, what does this mean? What, how does this work? What do you do? And, And it sounded very interesting. And she's a youth, so it just made sense to me to to, to bring her in to have this conversation. So this is our last conversation in the series around the youth and um, the youth man, but we'll continue having conversations. I'm going to have random and random of these conversations as, yeah, whenever I feel like it and whenever I find somebody who wants to have a conversation with me. So if there are people out there that you think must have conversations with me, please let me know or let those people know so that they can get hold of me and we can have interesting conversations. I, I really want to do that. So if there are exciting people that you want me to chat to, please let those people know or get DM me. I'm open to having like different conversations that can contribute to, to us. I'm telling a long story. So I met Umpo last night when she didn't even want to introduce herself as a zoologist. And I had to call her to Umpo. <laughs> about Paul own it you as geologist it is it sounds very big and exciting so Paul please um introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about who you are okay um my name is Paul I have to say that <laughs> I am a happy bubbly young lady full of energy full of life um my journey should i or should i go into my journey as well um tell us a little bit more about where you come from and then okay. we'll get into into the rest of it yeah okay so i was born in bulobedu um which is a place just outside zanin in limpopo and i was raised between boxburg and uh Pinoni. i have uh three siblings i'm a daughter a sister 
um, engaged to a wonderful young handsome man. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just a happy person, just continuously looking to find myself and explore myself. Yeah, that's how I can describe myself in one paragraph. Just happy and full of energy and bubbly. Oh, nice. Congratulations on your engagement. Now I know something I didn't know about you. In fact, there's a lot that I don't know about you. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. Um, Yeah. Thank you. So, So tell me, how did you even end up? So at school, like at school, what did you, when you were growing up, let's take a step back. When you were growing up, what is it that you thought you would do in terms of career? I, I, I thought with all my heart and soul that I'm going to be a medical doctor. Oh, you're one of those. I was so, one of those. Yes. <laughs> I was okay. one of those. <laughs> so everything I did, I mean, I even grew, grew up in a medical home. My, both my parents are nurses. So I was I was so sure. I thought with everything in me, I channeled everything in me towards becoming a medical doctor. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I thought I was gonna do. And what changed? What changed is I didn't pass so well, so I didn't qualify to get into medicine. And I was told that in order for me to get into medicine. I would have to start by uh, registering for a BSc. So I registered for a BSc and the plan was to do first year and then transfer into medicine. But unfortunately for me, I failed first year dismally. (laughs) So that's what happened to my medicine dream. (laughs) So then I couldn't get admitted um, to study medicine. Oh, okay. So, so my story, my medicine story is I grew up, um, mom being a nurse, dad was a plumber in a hospital. We literally grew up in, an, in a hospital environment. We stayed in the communes in the hospital environment. Yeah. So I was that child who knew the hospital grounds inside out. I would tell you about the surgical ward and the maternity ward and the OPD and the dispensary and the whatever. Like I knew it all. I was a child. And up until I did mathematics and physics in high school and the dream was out of the room. It's okay. Well, okay. This is not happening. (laughs) Exactly. That's what it gets at. With the maths and physics, <laughs> right there. That's real, right? <laughs> That's when it gets real. Yeah, yeah, no. So then what happened? So you failed BSc, and then what happened? So I failed first year BSc, but mm-hmm. I did manage to pass a few modules, and one of those modules was life sciences. And because I passed it so well, surprisingly, I was allowed to register for a second year uh, zoology module while repeating first year. So mm-hmm. I get into zoology second year and I ace it. Because, I don't know, it just, it just came naturally. I aced it and I caught the attention of one of the professors there. And the professor was so interested and invested in me that 
he decided to take me into his lab and he 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 gave me a platform to engage with his postgrad students um by this time i was in second year i was already working in the labs at university of limpopo with his postgrads and going to um not really the field but within the university whenever they would go to catch birds and study birds i would accompany them and yeah then zoology grew from that point onwards so now you qualify right and then what happens so now i qualify as a zoologist right uh, i'm i'm in second year now and then get into third year did zoology not show me flames <laughs> it was uh, it was not as easy as second year but because i had made the relationships before going into third year that pro- specific professor was still interested because he said he saw something in me um and he then took me to university of cape town for a month um to they have a a very big facility called the fitzpatrick institute where they specialize with all things birds and they have people from all over the world who come into south africa to study birds who are based there so i got there and because i i like talking and i like talking to people i i talked my way around up until i ran into a lady who also said you know what i think there's somebody who'd like to work with you and she gave that guy a call at university of pretoria and the guy invited me over for some tea we sat down had a chat told me asked me if i'm interested in birds and i said okay and he admitted me into his lab mm-hmm. and i then registered for my honors in uh, zoology and i specialized in birds and we took it from the up until i i finished my honors then i went on to do my masters and yeah that then that's where my academic journey in zoology um ended up until i work i went into the workspace wow but but take take us a bit back because other people for sure they know about zoology to be honest i don't know much about it so that's why i was very interested and what fascinates me though about you is that i was saying to you i see something in you but i don't know what it is and you've heard a few people say that about you there's something about you that is very i don't even have the words like i can't put it in words but there's an energy about you that is very whatever i don't even know what's the right thing. but yeah i think i think something there's something about you that really is catchy thank you um and i think that's what will get you get to two places um so take us back if then you are doing zoology are there different things that you can specialize in because you are saying you you were more uh, you got you did your specialty in birds what other things can you do within that space um so zoology is quite a broad field firstly if you can think of the different types of animals that you see outside that's as much as you can specialize in zoology and within those animals themselves you can do different things so say for example i now specialize in birds right within birds themselves there are different kind of birds that i can specialize with and 
even when I specialize in those birds, there are different things that I can do, like physiology, for example. I can um, study the breeding behaviors. I can study the ecosystems, the environment where they stay and how they respond to their environments. So you can apply the same principles to all the different classes of animals like your mammals, um, your rodents, your rats. You, can, you have rat specialists. You also have entomologists who specialize in insects, um, so on and so forth. So it's really just a galore. You just have to pick what speaks to you and make your combinations. And yeah, it starts with your favorite animal, I think. <laughs> and then once you identify which animal you like, you're a specialist of that animal. And then you can go to the next level of what do I want to do with this? What do I want to study with this animal? Do I want to do physiology, biochemistry, breeding, uh, ecology, the works? So what fascinated you about birds? Ah, Wabumpo. It's just like, <laughs> I didn't know much about birds. Um, so the professor, Professor Engelbrecht, the, the, the guy that I told you about from University of Limpopo, um, he had an interview with me just to assess um, before he sent me to Cape Town if I know at least something about birds because he's taken me to this institution with all these global specialists who study birds and he asked me okay so what is your favorite bird and i said to him it's a chicken <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because honestly, I, I i i didn't know anything about birds except that there's a chicken and there's a pigeon <laughs> and a sparrow <laughs> Those are the birds that dove, I knew. And a dove. And, and a dove. Owl. Yes. And an eagle. Okay, so I'm not too bad. And an eagle. No, it's too bad. You, you are at entry level to being a specialist. <laughs> and a hunter. What else? And a hunter. Oh, you are way more advanced than me. I didn't even know what he does <laughs> by then. <laughs> so I didn't know anything about birds when I started. And then. Because me, I like he said he said he wants to take me to Cape Town. I passed the module firstly, and it was interesting. And then he said, "Okay, then I'm willing to take you to Cape Town." And it's Cape Town. There's a beach, you know. And I was like, "I'm not missing out on a holiday. <laughs> I'm not." <laughs> and and I child from Limpopo. We need to take you to child from Limpopo. We'll take you to Cape Town. <laughs> so yeah, it was by chance. It was that. The fact that I did well in the module and the fact that there was an opportunity to go to Cape Town. And then when mm. I got to Cape Town, then I learned a few things about birds. And I was like, they're actually really cool. I like them. I can study them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, and then because I think there's a lot, like I've seen people who do bird sporting and it becomes like this thing. And I always just think it's weird, but anyway, who am I to judge people? You know, everybody has got their, their thing. So other people have yeah. got their thing. So now you, you've done your master's and you're getting to work. What then did you, what then did you decide? Where do you work? Like, what do you do? So I'm going to start with what I do. Um, at the moment, I work as a curator of birds at one of the leading museums in South Africa. So what that entails is that I oversee 
uh, the birds collection at the museum. So these are birds that have been hunted or uh, donated to the museum over the years. They are not alive and they have been preserved as part of our um, national biodiversity heritage so that um, scientists who want to study birds can access the birds easily or in future, in case there is like um, an extinction of a certain bird, you always have them on record in the museum. So that's what I do. I, I look after the collection and oversee the processes like research on the birds, um, education, education, educational content, so on and so forth. So um, that's what I do at the moment. And how I got to um, work in a museum, well, it's, it's very difficult. The thing about zoology, because this, this, it, it's so specialized. By the time, like I said, when you specialize, you specialize on a specific animal, and then you also specialize on something in that animal itself. So it's very difficult to find employment when you are a specialist to that level. So it was, I saw an opportunity um, that was advertised, uh, which comes once in a very long time. Um, and fortunately for me, the, the, the post was vacant and I was in the right position to apply, honestly speaking. Um, otherwise, um, if you are going to be working as an ornithologist, probably going to be working for wildlife organizations, maybe your parks, maybe um, even at the zoo. Uh, but most commonly, as an academic in a, in, a, in a university or research institute where you basically study the birds and publish research on birds for, uh, for a living. So what did you specialize in, basically? So I, I specialize in bird physiology. Um, my degree, my BSc degree, was a combination of zoology and human physiology. And when I went into postgrad, I decided that I would like to, because I wanted, remember I wanted to be a doctor. So I always had that um, physiology instinct in me. So I decided that, okay, if I can't do this on humans, let me see and do it on, 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 on the birds and see what I can, how far I can go with that. So yeah, that's my specialty. Uh, I am an avian physiologist. Wow, you are just throwing big words. There's another <laughs> big word that you threw. Omnithi something something. Ornithologist. What is it? Ornithologist. It's an ornithologist. <laughs> but birds in science, we don't call them birds because we must sound fancy. So we call them avia. So if you're a physiologist of birds, we call you an avian physiologist. <laughs> it's just wow. it's just words. It's it's Not, really just words. <laughs> but it's words that really sound quite lani. Like yay. And how do you spell ornithologist? Yo. Sorry to put you in a spell B thing now. I'm like what? Spelling B. <laughs> okay, it's O R N I T H O L O G I S T, ornithologist. 
there's even an R. There's even an R. I never. I wouldn't have put an R on its own. Just wow. Okay. Oh, I, I know those are big words. So, how are you finding the journey? How are you finding this journey of being an avian physiologist and is yo big words? How are you finding this career? How are you finding um you know how are you how, how is it going? Um career wise it's going really well. I wasn't lie. They are I think once you are in the door. There are plenty of opportunities um, and collaborations, you know, it's really just up to you to step up. Um, but there is a lot of pressure uh, in the field itself because it's really oriented around research output and, you know, pushing research. So I'm, I'm, I'm still struggling to find my feet in it. Um, I'm literally, I graduated um, in 2019, so I'm still a fledgling in my field. So I'm still trying to find my feet in it and where I fit in and trying to, um, you know, find my own type of research direction. So that has been challenging. But nonetheless, I don't want to discourage anyone else. Um, I think it's it's once you're in the door, there's, it's it's a field of, a lot of opportunities to collaborate with the really amazing people and do some life-changing work if you put your mind to it. So, so I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, okay, I hear, I hear one poet saying, but how does this add value to, to the world? Like, how does, like, what is the benefit of, of the work that you're doing? And, and and speak to us as okay. lay people that have got no understanding of of the subject. So I'm I'm gonna start with um just to just to put put it into context. I'm gonna start with um why I stayed in zoology, even though it wasn't my first option. Um with birds, you know, you see birds everywhere, especially in South Africa. Let me not say everywhere. As soon as you walk outside your house, you take them for granted so much, you know, and we just assume that they're always going to be there. They're always going to be flying. We don't care about them. We don't care if they're flying, if they're foraging. We don't even know what they're doing for us, you know. Um, so the reason why I stayed in zoology is because I felt like birds are these mysterious creatures that are flying around without a voice you know, without anybody to speak for them because they belong in, in the environment and in the world as much as we do, but they can't speak. So they, they, they don't have a voice. That's the reason why I, I, I stayed to kind of give, kind of be a voice, one of the many voices, you know, for the birds because they deserve to live in a beautiful and healthy environment as much as we do. And in terms of how we benefit, we benefit um, in multiple ways. Um, the, the, the one way that I can think of immediately is pollination. Um, you hear uh, scientists talking a lot about the bees and pollination uh, and the fact that if, if we don't have bees in the world, you won't see as much flowers, you won't see as much uh, fruits and yield. They're very important um, and they are right. But Birds also contribute uh, large 
a large amount of uh, the pollination processes that happen in the world. Um, what else? Um, you have your birds, like your vultures, uh, which are currently being uh, poisoned and the, their population is really going down right now. So vultures, what they do is they scavenge on dead meat. So let's say in Kruger National Park or anywhere in South Africa, um, an elephant dies for whatever reason, just an example. Then um, instead of that elephant just rotting, you'll find vultures coming to feed on that, um, on that meat, that dead meat, right, in the wild. And mm -hmm. if the vultures were not there, you would find piles and piles and piles of dead debris all over, which will probably eventually spread disease to animals and then to humans. So birds in themselves, there are a lot of studies that look at um, the benefits of birds. Those are just uh, the examples that I can think of right at the back of my mind. But trust me, we, we, we benefit a lot from having birds. Some of the benefits we are yet to, to uncover as we're studying them further. Wow. Yo, yeah, I know. I had to ask because, you know, you walk out and there's a pigeon flying and there's a dove and there's a sparrow. And frankly, I don't even think, sometimes we appreciate that, oh, wow, I can hear the birds chirping. But what do they bring to me? I don't know. Like, they're supposed to be there and they're there and it's okay. <laughs> and maybe when they're not there, we'll realize that how there's nothing that's <laughs> chirping outside. You know what I mean? I can, you know, I, I, I once, I once um, took a trip to Vancouver in Canada and I got there and it was so dead silent. Like there were, there were birds, but then not many birds. Like, and there were like, there was like only one or two kind of birds in the whole city. And I was shocked. Like it, it was, it, it just doesn't feel alive. It doesn't feel like. Imagine a world without trees, for example. It mm. just doesn't feel right. You know, sometimes we don't know what we have until it's no longer there. And I saw that when I, when I visited Vancouver, there were, there, were, there were literally, like you could count the birds as you were walking. And it was, it felt so unnatural, man. Yeah, so yeah, just to have them also, to see them every day, that is something quite significant that we might take for granted today. But when they are not there, you will feel it. Yeah, yeah. What is up with the hardy does and the noise? <laughs> <laughs> they are, you know, the hardy does. Who's worth between us and hardy does? We are worth. <laughs> They're just what? living their best life. <laughs> what do you mean we are they are worth? Just living their... We are worth because of the kind of... Um, impact that we are having on our planet you know the hardiness are just living their best life they're just singing they're just confident and happy birds you know <laughs> and they're noisy outspoken birds they're not they're not scared to to make their presence felt they don't hide they just they're just happy birds <laughs> yeah yeah true they are equally important to the food chain and wildlife. And I think we, we don't think about those things. You know, we just, yeah, we all think we are the most important 
species in the world <laughs> and, yeah. and we dominate and we always mm. just think it's about us more than anything else so yeah. finding people finding a rural girl from Bolubeju who is really a zoologist for me was a very fascinating <laughs> um, and I got very excited um, so yeah, so what what are the next things? What's the what is it that you want to do next? What do you want to achieve and and where do you see your career going? Um I like exploring myself. I I think I'm I don't want to say age because that sounds wrong. I I'm just at I'm at that period in my life where I want to explore myself to the core and in terms of how I can stretch myself and what I can offer and how I can serve, you know. Um, so at the moment, I'm exploring um, education, life science education. Um, that's my new academic venture. And the reason, well, one of the reasons, I think I've told you this before, that is because I enjoy spending time around young people and talking to young people about, you know, youth stuff. But also because... I, I watched a documentary and they were talking about how overseas, I don't know where it was, but overseas, the children, they teach as part of the curriculum, they don't just teach them um, life sciences in textbooks. They actually take them to the field to learn life sciences. And I'm from a rural area where I took for granted, but I was exposed to practicals, life science practicals, even before I entered a life science classroom. and that really, even though I, I don't really have a background, I didn't have a background in zoology, I think it, 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 it puts something in me, you know, about nature and the value of nature and how I can explore and study and enjoy nature. So I, I, want, I want to change that. I want to change the system that we have. Um, we are a country that is blessed with um, beautiful wildlife and biodiversity and we cannot let our kids learn life science in a textbook written by who knows who whereas we have a working textbook right next to us so i want to get those kids out of the classrooms and have them go into the field learn about the biodiversity and its importance and help them to engage and i think that will advance education um, a bit in our country. So at the moment, at the moment, tomorrow, you never know with me, tomorrow I'll wake up. I even have a YouTube channel, Bume. So tomorrow oh. I might wake up and say, <laughs> I want to do something else. But then right now, um, this is what's speaking to my heart at the moment. And that is what I want to explore, um, to teach young kids about um, um, biodiversity, maybe birds specifically. Um, yeah. That's where I am in my career. And is your YouTube channel around the biodiversity and birds <laughs> and all that? No, that's the <laughs> not even. Uh, my YouTube channel is about decorating houses. That's another thing that I like. <laughs> so <Okay. it's... laughs> what is covering something else about you? <laughs> something totally different. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. So, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, some of us, as you're talking about um, the, the fact of learning 
life sciences in books. Some of us, we always have the trauma of why did we have to learn the locust? Like, why was it important? <laughs> why was it important for us to learn the locust? Like, why yeah. are we like, like the thorax and the abdomen? Like, like really, why? Like, you know what, what is mean? it gonna do for me? <laughs> I agree, Mpume. Funny enough, I'm a zoologist, but I agree. And I agree because of, not because a locust was taught, but the context with which the locust was taught in the classroom. Um, you're going to learn that the, a locust has an abdomen. Okay, good for you. Shout. <laughs> but then we should be moving from learning that a locust has eyes and an abdomen to what happens in, with locusts the reproductive cycle of locusts, um, locusts interacting with, why, why are locusts important in the environment, you know? And that kind of direction does not only speak to um, intellectual context, but it, it also helps with, with issues that we are facing right now, with, with the likes of climate change and so on and so forth, where we have an educated youth, you know, who learn life sciences but not just for a person forget. Learn life sciences that's going to be applicable, you know, to you and also to the environment that you're going to find yourself in. Because as humans, we are custodians of our, of our environments, you know. So that's the kind of life sciences we should be teaching. Life sciences that are, that's going to add value to, mm. to our, our, our environment and not just just so that the kids can pass and we can move on. No. Yeah. No, no, no. I hear you. And I, I really, I really believe in that. Like what's the context and how does it benefit is, I think is quite important. But okay, back then it was Bantu education and we all needed to learn low cost and yeah. Locust, was, I... <laughs> it's madness when you think about it. And no, anybody. Yeah, it was it was one of those things. So so for somebody who is really interested in what you're talking about, mm-hmm. what is the best thing that they in terms of, of school? Um what is the so what subjects do they need to learn? Um and when they enter university, what do they need to consider? What are the things that they must really think about? Mm-hmm. So the maths and science is still there um and life sciences in high school right so i would advise for that's 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 the standard if you read um the prospectus you will know how much you must get for life science how much you must get for maths and how much you must get for for english and what is what's the other one life science maths english there's another one i forgot it but anyway, there's a there's a prospectus in place for that. You can download it for free at any university website, right? And then, but I think what's more important where the information lacks is how to expose yourself to the career so that you are sure, you know, that this is what you really want to do or you enhance your passion for it so that that passion can drive you to go through university especially in those difficult days so that exposure nowadays you know i know people say this a lot but honestly honestly speaking 
you can go online you find information read you know um on instagram there are most of the 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 zoology organizations your wwf you know um your bird life south africa they are on instagram you can follow them they host regular lectures you know you can join those lectures and learn more about what they are doing and then moreover when you get to varsity the first thing you should be doing is talking to your um professor in private you know go and approach them and tell them that uh even if you're not sure what you want to do just say um i think i want to um pursue zoology as a career what can i do you know to be able to assess this this thing that you guys are doing or to join you guys and you you they they will probably open their labs for you for you to come and be an assistant you can volunteer to work with their postgrad students if you are like in a privileged university where they can afford to take assistance into the field they can travel with you so on and so forth so it's literally just about standing up and deciding what you want and taking the first step the first step will always lead to the second step yeah and you can contact me as well <laughs> wow thanks would you pet a bird are there specific birds allowed for one to pet what are the benefits of having a bird or birds as a pet i would mm. never pet a bird <laughs> why not i would never <laughs> i would never first of all let's let's start with first ne my mom has plenty of chickens and i'm scared of chickens <laughs> so that's number one no chickens um for any other bird um that is not domesticated i would not um the reason being that i strongly believe that birds belong in the wild i don't i, I this is my personal opinion um i must put a disclaimer that it's my personal opinion i believe that birds belong in the wild i don't see how i'm going to benefit from seeing a bird in a cage so i wouldn't pet one at all but for people who want to pet birds um you can find them in pet stores um the licensed birds because you can't just um pick a bird and pet it you know um there are specific birds for petting that are accustomed to living indoors because if you take a bird from the wild and you put it in your house there's a very high chance that it's going to die from stress just from the stress birds are very sensitive um so yeah you can go to a pet store and then uh buy yourself a bird if that's what do you boo if that's what you want to do um and then yeah they can assist you on how to take care of that bird but do not take a bird from the wild and put it in your house it's going to die so but which types of birds can you can you have as pets so usually in the pet stores um you can find your love birds uh these are those are these tiny cute little um colorful birds that like to cuddle together um you can also pet a parrot which are a bit bigger um and those are i think a bit more entertaining because <laughs> of their vocals um those are those are the two birds that i can think of i'm not sure of the extent of variety of birds pet birds that are available but i don't think that you can go for your there are some people who have like um 
the birds of prey, those big birds like your your eagles, eagles maybe falcons, yeah. Because I know mm-hmm. people, some people use falcons for hunting, um, pigeons. Some people use pigeons for their own stuff. So, but then yeah, as long as as long as you get it from a pet store, because not only is it wrong to take a wild bird and put it in your house, it is also illegal because you need a permit to do that. Oh, okay. Wow. There's also regulation. Okay. Definitely, yeah. We are learning, guys. We are learning. Um, yeah. So wow. And I think for me, though, it was about um, just bringing a conversation to the youth and, and bringing different things that people are doing and getting people excited. If there's somebody um, to have out there who might find value in this conversation, um, who might start thinking about, wow, there's, a, there's a, a career that is like this that I can explore. Why not? You know, it's always nice to share knowledge. Um, and now that we've met a zoologist, it's like, it is so cool. I think we are so cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very, I am, I was very excited when you invited me because I know that um, there are so many young, not young, there are so many potential zoologists roaming around there, but then they don't even know that it's an option and a career. So no. for you to open that platform, it's not, it's not only about, like you said at the beginning, it's not just about us, you know, it's also for those people to know that um there's there's nothing special about about me or or people okay there's everything special about me firstly but there's nothing special about people <laughs> who go and study certain things it's just a matter of deciding it's it's extremely accessible it's just a matter of deciding finding information talking to the right people and taking a step wow. and, and anybody can be a zoologist Thank you. Thank you for, for me, um, I literally hijacked you <laughs> to do this with me. <laughs> and, and thank you for saying yes. And thank you for showing up. And, and thank you for just being visible and, and, and sharing what, what you know. Um, and, and that for me, I really do not take it lightly. I don't take your time lightly. And I really appreciate that you you did show up and a few of us, we might have been laughing about a whole lot of things, but a few of us have actually learned a lot. And, and there's somebody out there who will then benefit from what we've just chatted about. So I appreciate that. And, and thank you for the time. Wume, thank you so much. Um, it's a pleasure. Um, and anytime, um, as much as I'm giving my time, um, you also gave your time and thank you Mpume, for um, having this beautiful, beautiful platform to showcase that, yeah, South African youth, we, we are ready, you know, we're out there, we are doing things, we are alive, we're taking the country forward and everyone else uh, who's coming behind us, I'm quite sure they're even going to do better than us one day, yeah. Thank you, thank you, Mpo. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Mpume. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Change Conversations. If you enjoyed our show and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and kindly post about it on your social media platforms. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and YouTube at Change Conversations with Mbume. I am Bumengu Betaga signing out and I will see you again next week.